Well, good morning, Covenant Network, and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven on this Friday morning, October 28th. It is 7 a.m. I'm Adam Wright, and you are listening to our Roadmap Roundup Friday. Let us begin the day as we always do in prayer with our morning offering. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I am pleased to report that this morning is off to a much better start than yesterday. I remembered my sunglasses. I remembered my keys to the building, which is an important one, and uh, everything else that I was hoping to bring with me today. So we're we're in for hopefully a good day. Um, But either way, it's the Lord's day. It belongs to him. And yesterday ended up being just great despite my errors. With me in studio for the Roundup today, we're happy to have back uh, Sam Ashlock for... This is your second time with us for the Roundup, isn't it? Second time for the Roundup. Excited to be here. You're almost out of probationary status here. You'll be a panelist before you know it. And uh, newly inducted panelist to the Roadmap Roundup, Ben Grijalva is with us. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Gentlemen, I'm going to start with the most important question of the weekend. When you give out candy Monday night for Halloween... Do you give out little candy bars or big candy bars or both? And how do you determine who gets what? So we uh, we put a candy bucket out and we go out trick-or-treat. So this is like the honor system at, at your house. You know, we don't have a lot of kids coming through. And I think if one kid wants to take it all, shame on him. Uh, but yeah, honor system at our house. All right. Ben, what about you? Well, our neighborhood's changed a lot, so we don't have a lot of traffic. But... If we did, it would be small candies, and you gotta, you gotta earn it. You gotta earn it, right? If I don't hear a trick or treat, my kids want the joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you gotta come up with a good one, or it's it's you know it's it's bupkis. You get nothing. <laughs> my, my friend, the Reverend Father, I'll withhold his name. Uh, he told me a joke that one of his kindergartners shared with him. Why did the pumpkin uh, roll down the road? Because I kicked it. You know, and that that will get you candy at my house. I'm just saying, uh, and I'll also say that it's all about timing because we overbuy on the candy, and Uh-oh. the first people you get like little stingy. Here's one fun size candy mm-hmm. bar. By the end of the night, I'm like, I just want to go inside. Here, kid, take half a bowl. Yeah, you know, and the yeah. kid's like. This is amazing. i got to come to that house next year. We're coming here next year. (laughs) All right, on to important things. Uh, We're going to have a roadmap roundup today talking about joy. We're going to be talking about retreating, both going on retreat, but also every day and how that impacts the family. Um, And we're going to be talking about growing in our faith. That's the roadmap roundup today. First, let's go to Mike Roberts for a look at the weather. Today is the feast day of Saints Simon and Jude who were martyrs. We know Simon through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as a zealot. Zealots were Jews who were extreme in their beliefs about Jewish freedom and independence from any nation and who in their zeal were not shy about spilling blood among the Romans and even other Jews. It was their rebellion against Rome that led to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. But 
When Simon met Jesus, he changed. He was still passionate in his belief, but now his belief was in Jesus as the Son of God. And after receiving the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, he went out to preach in Egypt and then met up with Jude to evangelize in Persia and Armenia, where both are believed to have been martyred. We meet Jude through Luke and Acts, but Matthew and Mark call him Thaddeus. He is the brother of St. James the Lesser and the nephew of the Blessed Mother. In his epistle, which is just one chapter long and the last thing we read in the New Testament before the book of Revelation, Jude encourages Christians who find themselves in a culture of darkness, saying in verses 18 through 22, in the last time, there will be scoffers who will live according to their own godless desires. These are the ones who cause divisions. They live on the natural plane devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in the holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God and wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. On those who waver, have mercy. St. Simon and St. Jude, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are back. We were talking during the break about uh, the, the joys of Halloween candy and trick-or-treating. And it's one of those things that uh, I remember sometimes you'd go to a house and they'd give you like full-size Reese's peanut butter cups. And I'm like, jackpot, we made it. And as a kid, I was never happier than when you got full-size candy on Halloween. And not that that's a bad thing, but you know, one of the, our first topic today is about joy versus happiness. There are a lot of things in life that can make us happy, whether it's a, a kid getting candy or you know me buying a new guitar, that, that makes me really happy. Uh, but happiness is different than joy. And Ben, you, you actually suggested this topic, so I want to start with you here. Um, to you, what is the difference between Christian joy and just these, I mean, not that these other things that make us happy are bad, but there's something deeper going on with our Christian joy. Yeah, Christ, Christian joy versus happiness. Uh, we, we can go through life and confuse the two actually quite often, right? But when we're talking about Christian joy, you know, in contemplating that topic, it was like, first and foremost, it's like, okay, Ben, Christian joy, where do I get that? Uh, it's a deeper feeling. It's not a feeling, actually. I take that back. It's a state of being. It's a state. It's something that's internal, much deeper than just, "Wow, I got my roadmap to heaven coffee mug now." Right. Uh, the big question, I think, is where do I find that Christian joy? And it comes from love. That's the first and foremost thing: is understanding how much God loves us. That sounds high in the sky, but we're talking about truth here. Truth in love. Truth in knowing that we are loved more than anyone else in the whole wide world. And why is that possible? Because God is. And once we begin to believe that, there is a sense of joy that comes over us and allows us to really experience life in a completely different way. That's, that's, that's the rudiment of it. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Happiness is oftentimes and can be very fleeting where... You know, like you said, a big Halloween candy or a nice bag of potato chips uh, makes me happy, new guitar. Uh, but joy, I think, is 
is a grace God gives us and it's supposed to exude out of us, you know, that no matter what situation we're in, no matter what circumstance life brings, uh, we, if we really know God's care for us, know who we are to him, know who he is, then nothing should be able to shake us out of that. Yeah. I, you know, the other day, one of my daughters got a new, um, accessory for her costume. She's going as a pilot this year, and she got uh, pilot, you know, like the, the cap with the goggles, think World War II era pilots. She was so excited. She was playing in her room, and her sister slammed her finger in the drawer by accident. Ouch. And she comes crying and crying at the end my finger. And I'm sure it hurt, right? I'm like, oh, well, let's, well, let's put some ice on it, but let's go put your pilot thing on it. She's like, I don't want my pilot thing. As happy as she was about it earlier, in the midst of that suffering, that, that was not going to make her happy. But I think in the midst, you know, that's another key difference between joy and happiness is we can have joy in the midst of suffering. Yes. Um, I, I was just pulling up Psalm 30 here. I love Psalm 30. I praise you, Lord, for you raised me up and did not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you for help and you healed me. Lord, you brought my soul up from Sheol. You let me live from going down into the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you faithful. Give thanks to his holy memory for his anger lasts but a moment, his favor a lifetime. At dusk, weeping comes through the night. But at mm-hmm. dawn, there is rejoicing. And I think it's that perspective like, okay, some terrible things have happened this week. But God is still God. And we can, you know, we can be sad. We can be upset. We can be angry no matter what, where we're at in life. Things are going to happen that aren't good. But God is still going to be God. And that is a cause for joy because we know he can work through every suffering. He can work through every sorrow. He can work through every sadness. And, uh, you know. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Let's take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. We'll be back with more Roundup after this. Prayer in a time of waiting. All-powerful and ever-living God, guard our churches, our homes, our schools, our hospitals, our factories, and all the places where we gather. Deliver us from harm and peril. Protect our land and the peoples from enemies within and without. Grant an early peace with victory founded upon justice. Instill in the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere a firm purpose to live forever in peace and goodwill toward all. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. We are back. We're talking about joy this morning. And this is one of those days I wish we could just... uh, make the breaks live when we're processing some of the stuff to come get ready to come back because there's there's some good gold happening today but sam i want to i want to dive into this with you a little bit here we were talking about joy and that every day is really a task to um, we, we could have that task to cultivate joy i always say cultivate gratitude i you know listeners you know that i've adapted that ignatian midday examine and i encourage you to do this that every day around lunchtime Stop and thank God for one concrete thing today. Little, big, in between. I don't care, but thank him for one thing that has happened today. Not yesterday, not last week, today. And then also ask for that grace for, Lord, help me turn around this one area today. Here's where I'm slipping. Here's where I'm not doing so hot. Um, Doing that, cultivating that gratitude has helped me to see all the good gifts God has offered. But we could do the exact same thing. Like, where? why do I have cause for joy today, especially if it's a day that seems to have gone off the rails, can't we? Yeah, and I think you know the more we do that, you know, we're supposed to acknowledge God in all of our ways, and He'll make our paths straight. And I think the more we acknowledge God, the more that we're, the more that we have to be joyous of, the more we have to be grateful of. And every time that we 
try to put ourselves back in that situation where like, okay, this has gone bad, but what is God doing? Uh, I think it has the ability to just completely rearrange the way that we're thinking about things where that's what comes through, the joy and the peace and the, you know, not, not worrying about being happy, uh, just being where God has us, you know, in his, in his will. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that you're not going to have bad days. You're not going to have low days. But the, you know, I think you said something during the break that the low days aren't going to seem as low if we can mm-hmm. stay fixed on the joy of the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we live in a society that's that's up and down and all around. And as Christians, like, we should be the steadying force in our society where, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to be as all the time as, you know, as high of highs. But but we're the ones who are not supposed to be shaken. Um, and I think the more that we pay attention and focus on what God is doing for us, you know, the things that, that we should be joyous about, the things that we should be grateful for, uh, we're just going to be charging along right through the middle. Yeah, and Ben, we were talking as well about that, that beautiful scripture passage we hear going in, into the season of Advent, which isn't too far away, but let the valleys be raised so the low times be made higher but the, the flip side of that is also the, the mountains made low. And the joys, are, you know, not really the joys, but those, those great moments of, oh, my goodness, this is absolutely amazing, um, they, they seem to be tempered a little bit, too. We don't get swept away in, in the mountaintop moments where it's a little easier to come down from the mountain when we keep this all in perspective. Yeah, it, you know, it just hit me. Just imagine climbing Mount Everest, right? You've got all the tools and equipment to make it to the top. But if you don't have the right order, keep it. Keep, keep keep everything in a particular order. You could die trying to come back down. <laughs> so that's kind of extreme, Ben. No, it's just it's giving a proper order to things. If you really truly find the joy and love in Christ, all of these other things can be really good. You're going to have some lows, but you're going to be able to give them the proper perspective. And yeah, you can have great moments. My son, my first child being born was. It's a beautiful, joyful moment. All of my children being born, it's like, wow, each one of those moments was full of joy, right? You can't ever take that away. But uh, gosh, I got a new car. It's the greatest thing in the whole wide world, and I never want to lose this car. Three days later, you get in a wreck. <laughs> Where, where's the perspective there, right? I mean, yeah. I can be happy that I have a new car, but it's, is it, you know, thank you, God, for the car. Mm-hmm. Help me put it to good use. One of the fruits I've, I've had from this it, I go back to Job, and I love this verse from the first chapter of Job. It's right in the beginning after, um, you know, they come and report to him, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking in the house of their oldest brother, and a great wind came, and it fell on them, and now they're all dead, right? And what does Job said, say? He says, naked I came forth from my mother's womb, and naked I shall go back there. The Lord gave, mm-hmm. and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the Lord. So it, it's really that mindset in life, the proper order, like, okay, today stinks, Blessed be the Lord. I just got a paper cut and it really stings. Blessed be the Lord. I just stubbed my toe and it hurts. Blessed be the Lord. You know, I just had an argument with my wife. Blessed be the Lord. You know, not because we had the argument, but because he's still the God of our marriage. But then at the same time, like, oh, I just won the raffle at the at the parish picnic. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be you the know? Lord. <laughs> that, uh, or, you know, the sunrise was absolutely beautiful today. Well, I didn't make the sunrise beautiful. The Lord did. Blessed be the Lord. And ha- it keeps us in that proper perspective that this is all, all a gift from God. Now, sometimes, though, we got to go away. 
to get things in order. You know, I don't know about you, Ben, but when I am when I am just in the the thick of things and I'm in my modus operandi, as they say, it's hard for me to break the cycle, especially if I'm in a not so great order um, and get things back together. And that is where the beauty of retreat comes in. That one of the great things about our faith is we do take that time to make a good retreat. Yeah, and and of course that has multiple multiple facets, right? Uh, if I had a bad day at work and do I need to sit in my car for just a couple of minutes to collect my thoughts? Uh, that construction worker we were talking about had a very stressful construction job, and every day before he walked into his house, goes down a sidewalk, stops at the tree right next to the sidewalk, rubs the leaves, and leaves all of the all of the stress and bad things that happens on that tree. In effect, he's retreating for just a couple of minutes to get his mind right so that he can greet his family with the love and joy that they deserve. Mm -hmm. That's one example. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about retreats, uh, but let's take a break here really quick. And then uh, we, I because re I really want to dive deep into this and I don't want to get so far in that we have to stop in the middle. So we will be back after this. Prayer to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. O Mother of Perpetual Help, grant that I may ever invoke thy most powerful name, which is the safeguard of the living and the salvation of the dying. O purest Mary, O sweetest Mary, let thy name henceforth be ever on my lips. Delay not, O blessed lady, to help me whenever I call on thee, for in all my needs, in all my temptations, I shall never cease to call on thee, ever repeating thy sacred name, Mary, Mary. We're talking about retreats now and, uh, you know, looking for joy and looking for uh, how the Lord is working in our lives. And sometimes we have to step back. We have to go away to look at that, whether that's just throughout our daily living, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But let's talk about those those big retreats, the ones we make maybe once or if we're lucky, twice a year. Um, I just got back from one not too long ago. It was only a day long. And we were literally out in the middle of the desert in Tonopah, Arizona, because that's where God decided he wanted to be. And the poor clears of perpetual adoration, they worked, they did God's will. And now God's in the middle of the desert in Tonopah. And we went and spent some time with him. And it was just absolutely refreshing to just sit in this chapel all day with our Lord, hear these talks, pray the rosary, pray the chaplet, go to Holy Mass, um, go to confession. What a great thing it is for the soul. And sometimes we need to step back. And there's a lot of fruit that can be born from that. Yeah, I think the, you know, this walk that we are, are on is, is about God, you know, the whole thing. And, and the, the better of a relationship that I have with God, the more time that I'm thinking about him, spending with him, uh, recognizing what he wants from my life, uh, the better that I can serve all of those that he's put in my life, like my wife and my children and my employer, and and taking time to you know retreat from the world that we're that we have here, where we're constantly busy, constantly doing things, to go just listen and pray and and hear people talk about uh, you know things pertinent to our lives. It's. Uh, just yeah. refreshing. Let me ask you this, Sam, because you, you work in sales. Mm -hmm. Do you ever take that time? You know, I, I used to have when I worked in liturgy planning that I had the big dry erase board in my office that had this week, this month, this quarter, and even the times I would take to plan out an entire semester worth of music. But do you do that with your sales? Like, these are the sales goals I need to meet this week or this month or this quarter. <laughs> and how am I going to do that? Who am I going to go call on? How am I going to get out there? You, you do something similar to that, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, not as much as I probably should. Uh, I think I should be more uh, 
more orchestrated in my attempt, but but yeah, I mean you have to you have to have an idea of where you're gonna go, what you're gonna do, who you're gonna speak to, and. Uh, and and that's kind of what retreat can be for mm-hmm. us then, you know, like rather than the sales or the, the, the music I've got to play in or whatever it is to say, all right, I'm going to take some time to go be away and say, this is where I want to be with my family. So how do we get or or to discern where do I want to be with my family in three months and six months in a year? Um, and Lord, what are you calling me to? Yeah. And I think that's it's something that we all need, whether it's time daily or like you said, time, uh, you know, intentional this day or this two day situation where we're going and I'm going with a plan. This is what I want to get out of my life, or this is what I want to do for God in my life. And, and letting him speak to us as to how we're going to accomplish that. Yeah. Now, Ben, you brought up something uh, interesting yesterday when you and I were emailing back and forth that this is different though, from a conference and not to knock conferences. I love a good conference because after the retreat, I went to a conference, right? Um, right. But how, how are they different? Well, uh, since the SEEK conference is coming up in St. Louis in 2023, they're going to have tens of thousands of people taking in talks, meeting with each other, enjoying the sacraments, right? It's going to be an amazing week, and people are going to come away inspired. But if you want to develop more intimacy, um, you kind of step back from everything that's going on in your life. And like so many times in the Bible, you go find that mountain, wherever that is. And I want to qualify for folks that if you're out there and I'm thinking, man, my life's a mess. There's no way you're going to get me on a retreat. Well, maybe it's exactly the right time to go step back and say, hey, God, here's where I'm at. I know you don't like some of what I've done and I'm not happy with it, but I don't know where you are. So retreats aren't for those of us who have some sort of developed spiritual life. And it, it's not just for it's for everybody. Everybody needs to take some time and work on talking to God and saying, hey, I'm, you, may, you may be upset. You may say, hey, God, I'm really not happy with the way this part of my life is turning out. I've suffered this, this, and this, and I'm here now. I need you to help me fix it. I mean, they, you may seem that this may sound a little crass the way I'm thinking about it, but sometimes in life we just need to take a step back and give God a chance to work, mm-hmm. sometimes explain, but more importantly, help us realize that he loves us and he's going to help us through it which is, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've been on retreat teams and people come down off the mountain and with such a sense of joy because they finally found some hope or rekindled the hope that they had once had um, through a retreat. And it doesn't have to, you know, it can be a silent retreat on top of that. You can go and just be quiet for three days or 30 days and God will speak to you in amazing ways if you just learn to not say anything and cause your ears and heart and mind to be opened in that process. People always say, Adam, do you think you could do a silent retreat? And I honestly don't know, but I do know this. Everyone I know that's answered that question because they're talkers like me, when they make a silent retreat, they come back and it has been incredibly powerful because they are talkers and they were forced to be quiet right. and listen. Yeah. You know, and, and it's an act of will, right? I'm a talker. That's what I do, right? All day long in my job, I talk to people and, uh, when I go and I choose to be silent, it's amazing. And your your mind starts percolating in ways that you didn't know it could. It starts to open up in deep spiritual ways. And you and if you really apply yourself, God will give you inspiration in those moments that you're there in silence waiting for him to literally love you in those ways. Yeah. I, I love that you said that 
this could be if if you don't think this is for you, then probably it is for you. You should go on retreat right now. Um, Our Lord went on retreat, it seems, every time. Before something big happened in the Gospels or right after something big happened, they would withdraw to the desert and then he would go a little bit farther, you know, Mm -hmm. and and a beautiful example for us from sacred scripture. Now, retreat once a year is a great thing, but once a year is just once a year. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have our catequiz, and then we're going to talk about how we can make retreat a daily occurrence in our lives. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. Stay tuned. Prayer for Vocations. God, our Father, who wills that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth, we beg you to send laborers into your harvest and grant them grace to speak your word with all boldness so that your word may spread and be glorified and all nations may know you, the only God, and him whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Americas, and Mary, Mother of the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word, pray for us. Gentlemen, I don't know if you want to play along, but here is our catechiz question for the day. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten holy days throughout the course of a year. They're not all holy days of obligation, but they are all holy days. Can How many of the ten can you name? Well, I'm just picturing myself as a deer in headlights at the moment. I'm going to fail miserably. Uh, well, I would have to think that Easter and Christmas are two of those, right? Those well, the are... nativity of our Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is indeed one of those. Yeah. Uh, the Immaculate Conception. Yeah, that's two. Uh, all Saints. Uh-huh. So the nativity of Easter. You're right. But Easter's not on the list because it's it's a Sunday. I'm I'm, I'm okay. excluding Sundays. Oh, so you have uh, so eleven if you include Easter. Okay. Um, well, let's, shall we run down the list? Yeah, why don't <laughs> we do that? Run, run Seeing as the, list the panelists are family miserably <laughs> oh, right. right. because we got put on the spot hey, with a big long list. I have a card. I have a card that tells me Jeter. the answers. <laughs> that is my joy and my comfort. Now, the Nativity of the Lord, um, the Epiphany, Ascension, the Body and Blood of Christ, or Corpus Christi, the uh, Mary, Mother of God, the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption, the Saint Joseph, Saints Peter and Paul, and All Saints. Um, now here we celebrate, you know, you're like, wait a minute, Adam, that list seems odd. Mary, mother of God, we celebrate on January 1st mm-hmm. epiphany. We have permanently moved here in the United States. So we have translated to the first Sunday after January 1st, although typically on the 12th night after Christmas, hence mm-hmm. 12th night parties or the 12 days of Christmas are actually about the 12 days after Christmas, not the 12. It's not a countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, PSA right there. Ascension of our Lord here in uh, most of our territory in our listening area. It's transferred to the Sunday following. So the seventh Sunday of Easter, the body and blood of Christ also translated to the second Sunday after Pentecost, or as they like to say, the external observance, mm-hmm. um, the assumption of Mary always celebrated on August 15th, all saints coming up, all always on November 1st, the Immaculate Conception of Mary on December 8th, and then Christmas always on December 25th. Tuesday is a holy day of obligation. Have a plan to get to Mass. You're obligated. You can't say you didn't know because now you know, right? Accountability at its best. (laughs) On the radio. (laughs) We're all good. Ben, I'm going to text you now and say, did you go to Mass? I'll have to reply, yes, I did. All right, very good. (laughs) Well, let's jump back into our roundup here. Um, 
we are talking about retreats and, and the benefit of them. One thing we wanted to clarify, uh, we weren't trying, when we say retreats and conferences are different, that, that is not to not conferences. Conferences are good. I kind of look at it as like conferences are like pep rallies. They're to build me up in my knowledge and my enthusiasm. They're to fire me up. And I like to go to a conference every year. Retreat is, Sam, I think you said it beautifully. It's, it's time to give to God. And that's a wonderful thing. But we can do that every day. So true story, several years ago, I was working a job, and every day I would come home frustrated. Now, my kids had nothing to do with my frustration. My wife had nothing to do with my frustration. I did not work with my kids. I did not work with my wife. I worked with other people. And yet I would come home frustrated. I'd walk through the door. I'd see something out of place in our house because we had toddlers. And that's reality with toddlers. And I would just, why don't pick that up? And why do And my wife said, you know, you're pretty unpleasant to be around right now. And you can, we got to figure this out. That is where the daily act of retreat can come into play. Ben, you alluded to this, the gentleman that rubs the leaf. But, Sam, I mean, this can be something we can do in a myriad of ways. Yeah, I mean, like you said, either, you know, just taking a couple minutes in your car. I like to go to Mass where uh, it's just me and I get to just, you know, refresh myself uh, you know, drop all the cares of the world and it's focusing on God, worshiping him. And, and I think that helps me a great deal. Uh, it's much different on my daily mass than my weekend mass where, um, there are a lot more things going on on Sunday than, than my daily mass. And I think that for me, that really helps just to kind of focus me, you know, whether it's praying the rosary or doing anything that, that gets our mind off of us and onto God should be refreshing. Yeah. For me, it's that daily rosary. I do, uh, I do not have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get to daily mass as much as I would like. However, I do pray the rosary pretty much every day here in the studio. Uh, most days I pray my rosary here in the studio mid-morning, and it's a great way to just everything that's piled up on my desk and the, the 5 million phone calls I need to catch up on and who are we going to book as a guest just to let go and, and for 20 minutes say, God, this time is yours, and any good guest I get is going to come from you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, blessed be the Lord, and any failure to get a guest, uh, well, blessed be the Lord in that as well. But to really take that time and get that right perspective. And for me, it makes the rest of the day go better. Ben, what do you do to take that time daily? Sometimes I quite quite literally just sit in my truck. I try to pray a rosary every day. It gets a little, gets a little choppy at times. I don't get to mass regularly every day like I used to when I was single, young adult, right? And it's like, I'm going to mass every day. Uh, but, you know, one thing I do um, is I go to the Adoration Chapel once a week, as we've talked about in the past, and it's in the wee hours of the morning, but it doesn't have to be something super special. Sometimes I've gone to that chapel when I'm having a really rough time. There's a suffering going on. There's an argument going on. And I'm, I'm going to the chapel. I'm going to go sit there. I'm going to put everything right at the feet of Christ. And I sit and I sit until the anger or the hurt or the frustration or the fear goes away. And that's, that's a place where I go. It, it, it's right there. It's five minutes from my house. I don't have to go to some you know, beautiful mountains, but God is sitting there in the adoration chapel in the blessed sacrament. It's as real as it gets, and I get to go unload and put it all at his feet and ask him to do something with it for me. Yeah, I mean, just as the sister said, why is God in the middle of the desert in Tonopah? Because he wanted to be there. Why is God in the Adoration Chapel by your house? Because he wants to be there. Why does he want to be there? 
not just for his own glory, but for you, for you right. to come be spend some time with the divine physician. And I love that you say you go in the middle of the night because one of my favorite moments on retreat or vacation or conferences, especially if I'm in a different time zone and I get up just naturally and I'm up way earlier than everybody else in that time zone would be, just to sit with a cup of coffee, especially on a crisp fall day like today, and just be alone with the Lord and my thoughts in the quiet. And that is the Adoration Chapel in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, so <laughs> getting up at five o'clock in the morning, walking, I'm hunting reference for all those of you who are, you know, love hunting and are also Christians, sitting in that deer stand and watching the sunrise. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking for deer, right? I admit it. I'm, I'm, I want to feed myself and my family. It's, <laughs> but there's an incredible spiritual awakening that occurs when you're watching the sunrise and realize that God is just more beautiful and amazing and that he made that sunset just for me that day. All right, here's the list for everyone. Daily Mass, if you can. It's a great way to take some time and make a retreat every day. Give that 30 minutes to the Lord. Daily Rosary every day. Great time to make a retreat. Sanctify your commute. You know, maybe it's turning the radio off and praying. Dare I say that on Catholic radio, that you turn the radio <laughs> off uh, after you listen to Roadmap to Heaven. But, right. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe when you get home, then you turn it off and you sit in the truck for 15 minutes, as Ben was saying. Um, maybe it's that daily rosary. Maybe it's going to the Adoration Chapel in the middle of the night. And maybe, and, and I know couples that do this, Ben, that they they have an argument with one another and they say all right before we before we even get into this one of us is going to the adoration chapel and we'll come back and then the other Mm -hmm. one's going to go we're each going to go spend you know five ten minutes with the lord and then we're going to come back and then we're going to talk about this and we're going to give this argument to god and it goes a lot better whenever they do that. So some great practical ideas for you. Let's take a, another break here. We got a, a, a wonderful song on mercy for you this morning, and then let's get you the weather and the daily dose of encouragement after that, and then we'll be back to wrap up. Prayer for Charity O my Jesus, thou art very true love, and kindled in my heart the divine fire, which consumes the saints and transforms them into you. O Lord our God, we offer thee our hearts, united in the strongness and most sincere love of brotherhood. We pray that Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament may be the daily food of our souls and bodies, that Jesus may be established as the center of our affections, even as he was for Mary and Joseph. Finally, O Lord, may sin never disturb our union on earth, and may we be eternally united in heaven with thee and Mary and Joseph and with all the saints. Amen. What a fun week this has been on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, talking about living as a child of God. And Patty, it's one of those weeks I'm grateful for Friday because I love the weekend, but I'm also sad because it means we've come to the end of this Daily Dose of Encouragement theme. Well, we're talking about living as a child of God, and I began the week talking about the movie The Blind Side, and I just pondered it after I had watched it for, I don't know, the 10th time, about how adoption changed one person's life and entering into the family and the love and the unconditional love, what it can do for a person. And I want to end the week with adoption as well, that beautiful quote in scripture. It comes from Romans chapter eight. For those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. 
The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I love that quote. It's the Holy Spirit that reminds us of who we are. So pray to the Holy Spirit to remind us that we are children of God. And also as adopted children, we are joint heirs with Christ. I love that. So we have the same inheritance as Jesus Christ in eternity. Is that just not so beautiful? The glory, the union with God. So I just want to encourage people to know your identity. You are a beloved child of God. You're redeemed by his mercy and you're destined for eternal glory relish that today. Knowing who we are and who we are created to be is one of the most helpful things as we strive for sainthood. So, Patty, I want to thank you for bringing this whole week to our attention. You know, I have to say, the uh, I don't care where you get it, I highly recommend a pull chain rosary, most durable rosary I've ever had. We were talking, we were we were swapping rosaries during the break. There, talking. About, I love this one for this reason. I love that. If you're like, I don't, I can't carry a rosary around with me. You know, out there, there are people they they make these and they they sell them. Credit card rosaries. It's the same plastic material as your credit card, but it's got holes punched in it in the format of a rosary. You know, punch space, ten punches space, and and so on and so forth to get your uh, fifty six punches in it and in the shape of a rosary usually with a cross on there as well so you know and if nothing else god gave you 10 fingers that's right that's right yeah. you know i can count ben it's yeah. it's wonderful um so that pray that rosary each and every day let's bring this back to uh one one last thing we started with joy and we wanted to circle back to this a little bit that taking this time every day not only to look for areas to be gratitude uh, or to, to be gratitude, to, to, to live gratitude, to be grateful, but also to ask God for the help and the grace we need to take time to look for where God is working in our lives and to take time to offer the day or what is going on to the Lord. At the end of the day, if you want to live a joyful life, you have to see where God's working in your life. And this is not really a negotiable. You have to take time in prayer every day to give yourself to God and to look at where he's working in your life. I mean, um, Sam, where would you be if you didn't you, you go to daily mass so that you have that time? Where would you be without that? You know, I think about that often, just the, you know, what, what is this, you know, cause that would be the question, like, what does that do for you? Uh, and I would say everything where as, as weird as it is, like I think about like how important important it is for me just to like be thankful to God and to give time back to him for like the monumental blessings that he's given me in my life where, you know, I'm not deserving of any of it, uh, yet he continues to shower me with, with love. So, um, I, I, I feel like every day, like it's like, I want to, it's like water. Like I need, I just need to drink it. Yeah. Ben, where would you be without those weekly trips to the Adoration Chapel? Oh, um, I'm afraid to talk about it. Probably sitting frankly. in a donut shop <laughs> yeah, right now and not, not talking about your faith on the radio, right? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I, I would truly be lost because it's in the Adoration Chapel that I was able to overcome a lot in my, 
in my misspent young adulthood, early, early in my misspent young adulthood. That's just a fact. I'm not going to go into details, but, um, being present with God isn't just about saying, okay, God, here I am. It's about communicating with God. It's about knowing we forget so often that he's here present and so much. And, and we need to, we need to develop that relationship with him. We need to develop a relationship with him. Like when, when we, when we, like when I'm, when I first met Christine, I had to develop a dialogue with her, right? Uh, she became my wife and it's one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. But if, if I had just not said anything, where would that relationship have gone? It's the same with God. He is a living, he is a, he is, he is a living being and he's a living being in Jesus Christ. And he wants to get to know us I'll qualify that a little bit better. He wants, he wants, I meant to say, he wants us to get to know him. Yeah. And in that, we're also going to get to know ourselves by understanding how much he loves us and just being able to talk to him. It's a beautiful image that we're the bride of Christ, the image of marriage. And I mean, just this morning, I was thinking about how yesterday, you know, again, off kilter day. And then last night I was working on a project at the house and I was just beyond exhausted. I was flustered. I didn't finish as much as I wanted to. And now I've got to figure out because I'm past that point of no return. I I have to finish it now or the house is going to be in a state of chaos for much longer than I'd like. And I was overwhelmed. And before I probably would have talked Beth's ear off saying, I'm overwhelmed by this and I'm overwhelmed. But she got home from work. She ate her dinner. She came in and she just sat down next to me and she held my hand. And in, in that simple act, a lot of the tension was just lifted. Like, listen, you're going to figure this out. You always do. She didn't have to say a word. And that's exactly the same thing with our Lord. At first, if you don't have that relationship in prayer, yes, it's going to be terribly awkward. But that's okay. Just start talking to him. You know, maybe if there are a couple other people in the Adoration Chapel, probably not out loud. (laughs) But seriously, there have been times I've been in the Adoration Chapel and I go in and I do my my initial prayers. Always start with an Our Father a Hail Mary and a Glory Be, and then just spend some time with him. But there have been times that I've just talked out loud, Lord, I am so confused by this, or I am so upset by that, or I am so frustrated with this, and I don't know what you want me to do, and then sit and listen. Uh, to you know, I love that beautiful Latin phrase, corad cor loquitur, heart speaks to heart, to listen and just allow his sacred heart to, to speak to my heart, try and get out of the way and shut my mind off to hear what he's saying to me. Um, and it's like any discipline, the more you flex this muscle, well, the more you exercise this practice, the better you will get at it, the easier it will be, the more natural it will be, and you're not going to feel like a fool walking around saying, okay, Lord, well, why did you put this person in front of me in traffic? Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be you, Lord. You know, you're I need to remember that patience. the next time somebody cuts me off. <laughs> Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. I the Lord giveth, that. the Lord taketh <laughs> away. Blessed be the Lord. It's, it's the takeaway from today. Hey, we want to thank you for being with us this morning as we wrap up in our final hours. Next week, uh, programming note for you, because of the Holy Day, we are going to bring you Mass on Tuesday morning. But it's also, um, you know, we are moving into... National Vocations Week is coming up the 6th through the 12th, and we've got some great stuff in store for that, that we're actually going to get a, a little bit of a jump ahead of it and um, talk about vocations somewhat next week, too. So 
Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of the Rosary, pray, pray for, for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for pray us. And all of our individual patron saints, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Sam Ashlock and Ben Grijalva for being with us. Thank you, God, for this program. Blessed be the Lord. We hope you'll join us for more programming throughout the day here. As always, don't forget to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast wherever you get your podcast or by visiting ourcatholicradio.org. Until next time, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Sam Ashlock. I'm Ben Grijalva. Pray your rosary today. Amen. <laughs>